Well, welcome back, friends. As always, uh, we are so happy to have you joining us and so happy to have joining us now with his senior spirituality segment from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seo. Deacon, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back, Jim and Cheryl and listeners. It is such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you again. Now, happy, and by the way, Happy New Year to you. We, we saw you, we talked to you and saw you in December uh, during Advent, and I hope you had a great Christmas and wishing you a Happy New Year. But you were doing such a wonderful segment last month, we didn't want to rush through it, so we got partially the way through and said, let's continue with this uh, second part in January. So maybe if you can, kind of recap for our listeners what we covered in that segment, and then we'll move into the uh, the rest of it. Absolutely. Happy to. And you know what? I have to tell you, that last segment we did was one of those fun segments that we've done. So I mm-hmm. urge the listeners to go back and take a listen to it, because it was just, besides being a lot of good information, it was just a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, so God. I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I did. Uh, oh, we did. Good. We did. And listeners, uh, Deacon makes a very good point. You know, all of our local programs and local segments are archived on our website, so you can go to domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the program link up on top and click on segments for this, and you'll see Deacon Anthony, and not just this one that he did last month, but others are on there as well. So do take a listen to that. That's wonderful. And it seems so long ago, but maybe because so much has happened in then, we were immersed in Advent, getting ready for Christmas, and then all the feast days that fall with Christmas and Mary, Mother of God, and Epiphany. It, it seems like eons ago, so I, too, need that refresher. Well, absolutely, and I'll do a very quick refresher. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So what I did in that last segment, as I said, that I don't usually title uh, my talks, but this one, if I had to give it a title, it would be called, The Work That Jesus Calls Us To Do Does Not Stop Just Because We're Getting Older. Mm-hmm. And I spoke about the fact that we are called to bring others and to lead others to Christ, and just because we're getting older doesn't mean that stops. We have to do that. We're told to do that. And now, as we're seniors, we have more time to do that. So we're called to share our faith with others. I talked about the urgency of that, because we know the statistics that 40% of millennials, those born between 81 and 96, they identify themselves as unaffiliated. We've lost so many um, of our faithful, that it really is urgent that we look at ways of bringing them back. And then what I did is I spoke about the fact that um, Bishop Barron spoke with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, uh, and I want to say it was probably in early November, um, and he spoke with them about the five things that we should be doing as a Church to bring those unaffiliated back into the Church. There were two specifically of the five that we went through. The first was that the Church should be more involved, and actually the people of the Church should be more involved in the works of justice. So we as seniors should be showing the face of God to others through our work with with justice, that we're showing people, and we're showing young people specifically, people who have left the Church, that we are a church of social justice. We are a church that goes out to help others, wherever they may be on the peripheries of society. Second method to bring back the affiliate he spoke about was leading with beauty. Let the unaffiliated see the beauty of the church. Um, our buildings, our liturgy, our music, all of the things that are part of our Catholic faith, 
There is beauty in those things, and they lead others to Christ. So we talked about social justice, and we talked about helping to show others, lead others to Christ, by talking about and showing them the beauty of the Church. That brings us to today. I'm going to talk through the last three of the points that Bishop Barron made. The third is great. He says we need to stop dumbing down the mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to tell you, um, my, my, my children are in their mid-30s, and we used to laugh because when they came back from religious classes, I would say, go to class, I'd say, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. And they would smile, and, and they'd say they had a test, and I'd say, did you get all the answers? And I remember my son saying clearly, Dad, so long as I answer with, go to church, love God, I'll get everything right. <laughs> and I used to say, come on, it's more than that. He said, Dad, I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. As long as I say, the answer is, go to church and love God, I'm okay. Yeah. That, unfortunately, is what happens. We have not taught this generation, those who are leaving the church, we have not really taught them the, the, the importance of our faith from an intelligence standpoint. There is so much about our faith that we can talk about in catechetical formation that can help young people understand. We need to provide good answers to tough questions. We need to have that be a part of their accompaniment. We need to be non-judgmental in our listening and, 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 and look at the key moments to help teach, but we've got to do it intelligently. And that's what I think we're able to do as seniors. We are able to draw on how we were formed and be able to share the, um, the beauty, the history, the love of God, the importance of what we're taught. Um, we can speak about the Bible in a way that's very, very unique and different. We can talk about it in a depth that will resonate with young people. We can answer their questions honestly and deeply because they're smart and they want to know. And as seniors, we, we are not affected as much by maybe the shortcomings of catechetical, catechetical education in the last number of years. I think we have a great depth to draw on the intelligence of our faith. Mm, that's so true, um, Deacon. You know, I, and just if I may inter- interject here for a second, as you're saying that, I'm thinking as well of, of our children when they were being, and our children went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and a good Catholic mm-hmm. school, but um, mm-hmm. I remember when my son, my oldest son, who's now 31 years old, but he was preparing for his first uh, uh, penance, and I was just mm-hmm. kind of going over some things with him, and I said, now, did they explain to you the difference between mortal and venial sin? And he said, between what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I literally had to call downtown and speak to someone in the education office, and I said, why, are, why my son's preparing for penance? Why is he not learning about mortal and venial sin? We don't feel that they're old enough to really commit a mortal sin. Uh, so it was really, really, so I understand that, and I, uh, it's an excellent point. You know, it, it's really interesting. There was an article that, and, I, and I really hadn't thought about talking about this, Jim, but your comment, I think, is just so appropriate. Um, there was an author, and I think she's a psychologist, a psychoanalyst. She wrote an article, which was published in the Wall Street Journal, I want to say maybe December 5th or the first week of December. Here's the title of the article. Don't believe in God? Lie to your children. 
Oh, oh my. <laughs> what a provocative title. And, and, and here's what she says. She, she, she talks about, she says, children who, children who attend religious services once a week, who go to church, they score higher on psychological well-being mm. measurements, and they have less risk of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Because there is something about weekly attendance with church, it's associated with higher rates of volunteering, Mm-hmm. It's associated with a sense of mission. It's associated with understanding of how to forgive people. There's a lower probability of drug use and early sexual initiation. Mm-hmm. There is a great correlation between learning a faith, going to church, attending services, becoming a faithful person. There is a correlation between that and better mental health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. I think that's staggering. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and it's so true. We had a priest at our parish, God rest his soul. But Father Doherty would say, a river with no boundaries runs wild. Can we absolutely. not just say that that's our faith? You know, like if you don't have it and you don't have those um, tenets and, and the just law of God, we're just going to do whatever we want, wherever and however and whenever. It's like, it's you don't need a doctorate to understand this concept. Absolutely true, and I think and I think your example is exactly perfect. When there are when there are boundaries, when there are riverbanks, hmm. the, the water flows through forcefully, mm-hmm. and it flows through with a purpose. Right. When those banks are gone, you end up with a lazy pool of water. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to this forceful, forceful focus and direction. And that's what ends up happening if we don't speak to our children about the true tenets of our faith and explain what's important about it, then we will lose another generation. We as seniors really need to be able to be in the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there's something else this particular author said, and this just sticks with me. She said that rejection of religion is a fertilizer for anxiety and depression. Wow. If we don't give our children and the young people a sense of mission and a sense of purpose and a sense of understanding, they have nothing to hold on to. Yeah. And when times get difficult, Mm -hmm. they can go into depression and anxiety and lose themselves. Right. So this whole this whole point about us being able to stop dumbing down our faith and recognize that young people really are capable of knowing the end of, of hearing the truth about our faith and what it means. And and that this whole idea of relativism um, shouldn't have to overtake everything that we do. And we as seniors are in a great position to be able to do this because we've we've learned our faith properly and we have the time to dig down deeper and even understand it more mm-hmm. as we talk to the young people. Mm. So so true. Uh, the, the 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 next thing, and I could talk about that one forever, but <laughs> the, the, the the fourth one that, that Bishop Barron speaks of is that every parish needs to become a missionary society. We need to always be stepping forth from the doors of our church and going out, not standing at our doors with our arms folded and saying, come to us, and then we'll help you. We need to go out into the community. And and again, as seniors, we have that comfort level and that ability. We have so much experience 
that we can go out into the community and we can help lead others back. We can help show them the face of Christ. We can help let them understand how, that, that we love them and need them and have something for them to come back to the Church for. So stepping out as a mission, missionary society, um, and going out and not waiting for people to come to us. And then finally, he says, that we need to use the new media to reach the masses mm-hmm. who have become disengaged. So for seniors, that means we need to get with it. <laughs> we need to make sure that we sharpen our skills with modern technology and with new media so that we can use it. Um, you know, to, to me, there's nothing so gratifying as to see an older person like myself or um, who, who, are, who is able to use all the means of technology mm-hmm. to help make the point, yeah. whether it be in business or whether it be in our uh, spiritual life. So when, when we look at this entire process, we understand that there is a great need, there's a great sense of urgency, and we have great tools as seniors to be able to help in this whole process of bringing others back to the Church, of again showing them the face of Christ and showing them that there, 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 there is a God who doesn't just love them just as a feel-good, that loves them for a reason mm-hmm. and gives them a purpose in life. And that's what we're asked to do. Yeah. I, again, I, I just get so excited at the opportunity that we have. But we need to step out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and do those things. That's right. so true. Deacon, now, is there a reference point uh, somewhere where our listeners can go to, because you went over these points by Bishop Barron so beautifully, where they can go and actually read his statement, or is this outlined or documented somewhere online? Yes, there is. It was his his presentation to the USCCB, I don't believe, was recorded, um, but it was actually um, those five points were put out there by... Oh gosh! You know what? What here? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to get it back to you. And maybe it's something that you can post uh, for for your listeners. Uh, we can post so it with. They do have that yeah. reference point. Yeah, we can yeah. post it with your segment there because I think it's it, it would be good yes. for them to have and make reference to. Yes, I'll definitely are... provide the link. And this other article I was speaking about by the psychoanalyst that was published in the Wall Street Journal okay. on December the fifth. Okay, but uh, very good points. You know, we we see so many. Young people, as you mentioned, uh, who have left the faith, who have waned in their in their uh, you know in in their beliefs, and uh, there's so much we can do. And I think what they're really looking for is 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 truth, and and they're looking for it. Unfortunately, as the old said, looking for it in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, our church gave us such a great gift twenty some years ago in the new catechism of the Catholic Church. That mm-hmm. and I, I've said this so often. I you know I I think Bible studies are great, and we know that a lot of Communities and, 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 and dioceses, parishes have uh, individual uh, Bible studies, but I'd love to see catechism uh, uh, classes being taught again, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really the heart and, of our and, and I agree. Yeah. The information, the catechism, every question we have is answered, and it's answered, it's answered in depth. Yes, it There's is. There's such a, a great depth of knowledge there that shares with us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. A lot of work to be done, but as you say... There are a lot of uh, workers in the field who are out here, like uh, we who are now in our se- senior years, who can do a lot of good things for the Lord in this way. So, Deacon, thank you, as always, for sharing those thoughts with well, us. Well, before you sign up, can I, I want to give you the source, if I can, because sure. I talked about technology, and I love technology. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Bishop Barron's Five Paths were it was published. Um, they can, your listeners can go online. It's our Sunday visitor, um, November 11th, 2019. Okay, our Sunday visitor, November 11th, 2019. Excellent. And you can certainly Google that and, and pull it up, Bishop Barron. And uh, again, Deacon, just thank you so much for all the good work. We love having you as part of our family here, and we look forward to speaking with you again next month. Thank you very much. I can't wait. God bless okay, you. Okay, stay well. And friends, you stay where you are. We're going to come back with more. Don't go away. <laughs> 